Hi, everyone. I'm Henry DeVries. This is Agency Rainmaker TV. This is where we talk to advertising, public relations, digital marketing agencies, and the people who advise them on how to make it rain, how to get more right fit clients. And with me today, I have an author, uh, Manisha Dwan, and Manisha wrote the book, The Digital Agile Leader. Welcome, Manisha. Thank you, Henry. Happy to be here. Well, we're so glad to talk to you today about this important subject, about attracting, retaining, developing top talent, and as you call it, this ever-changing digital world. So first, let's start with your who. Who was the book written for? Who do you serve? Yeah, well, it's interesting. The intention of the book was for managers and supervisors to help them and provide them guidance and tools to be able to attract, develop, and retain their top talent. Interestingly enough, after publishing the book and uh, more and more people started reading it, they felt that it applied to them um, because they were going through change and transition of their own. So I like to say people that are going through change, but it's especially helpful for managers and supervisors to guide their team effectively through change. Well, that's so important because most of us got to be a manager or supervisor because we were good at what we did and nobody really trained us. So is that what you see in the marketplace, that there's a need for training? Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people do end up getting promoted because there was a vacancy in a role or they demonstrated exceptional technical skills, but they haven't quite developed the people skills that are really important, like emotional intelligence, strong communication skills, effective um, conflict navigation and management. So all of those truly are skills that people can learn. It just takes time and um, effort to be able to do that. And not everybody has time to do that in their day-to-day -day jobs. So I think it's important for organizations and for each of us to, to make that investment in our growth. So let's talk about the what. What do you advise people to do to be better managers and supervisors? Well, I do cover eight principles in the book, and I won't necessarily go through all of them today, uh, but a few things include that emotional intelligence, amplifying your EQ, which just means developing a really good sense of self-awareness, and that's a process, that's a journey that requires self-reflection, maybe uncovering some of your blind spots, um, getting feedback from people you trust, but also people who will challenge you. It's taking a look at the dynamic and the culture that you're building on the team, um, the behaviors that you're tolerating that you and that you will allow, uh, leading by example and demonstrating courage in the face of change. So I developed this tool, Henry, it's called the Agility Matrix. And I think that is a great tool for leaders to maybe put in their back pocket. And that tool leverages animals to explore how we might respond to change or conflict. Did you say animals? Tell me <laughs> yes. more. Animal archetypes. That's right. So there's four animals in the book that I talk about, and each of them represent um, a different perspective on how we go through change. Now, the goal is not to label each other or ourselves, but to, again, enhance our self-awareness in terms of how we're showing up. We might be showing up as a combination of all four, and that's okay. And I'm happy to walk you through at a high level what those four animals are. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like fun. Okay, so first there is the coyote, and the coyote is one of the most adaptable animals in the world today. They embrace change, um, and they've adapted through different climates and terrains. They can live in deserts, mountains, and cities. 
So if you identify with a coyote, you embrace change, you lead the way, um, and, and you're demonstrating courage in the face of change, which can be hard to do depending on the change you're facing. Maybe you are going through um, a traumatic event, and so um, you're not quite ready to face it. The second animal is the moose that was lovingly uh, nicknamed. Uh, to, that was my nickname growing up. My brother gave that to me um, and he I promised him I'd put a moose in the book. So I did uh, the moose, as you can imagine, they've got large antlers. They're getting stuck. And so they need support. They need help as they're navigating change and conflict in an ever evolving digital world as a leader. So perhaps they might need resources or um, a support system or just to check in with themselves. The third animal is the beloved ostrich. Um, ostrich, as you may know and have heard, uh, the proverbial ostrich sticks their head in the sand. They're not quite ready to face change. Um, they might be shielding or protecting themselves and that's okay. We often do that in times of crisis. The question is, when is it helping you? When is it holding you back from taking uh, positive action and movement forward. And then the last animal is the bear. The bear proceeds with caution. Uh, they're asking thoughtful questions. They might want to collect more data before really stepping into this changing world we're living in. Um, a lot of it does have to do with technology shifts, but also, as you know, socioeconomic shifts as well. Right. So um, Manisha, the that that was a new one for me today. Um, I, I helped Manisha develop and publish the book, so uh, we, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with the four animals. But I, I didn't know that was your nickname. Okay, well, there's the what, and and um, I imagine you give workshops and speeches and different things. So how do you how do you deliver your material? Yeah, and I think I, it's a very personal journey for me too because I have worked in. A variety of industries environments and I've seen different types of leadership and I've seen what the environment can do in terms of impacting how we show up. So I like to go in in, in multiple ways. I often customize my speaking engagements and workshops for my clients depending on their outcomes. Um, it could be something really interactive, a half-day workshop where we just dive into, again, those leadership skills, effective communication, emotional intelligence, navigating your career, uh, or it could just be a one-hour speaking engagement where I talk about my book or um, a, a very specific topic within the digital landscape, such as AI and how that is impacting our roles and um, different functions across an organization so that people can continue to develop their, their skills and, um, and gain insights in terms of what it means to be an effective leader uh, in this day and age. And as you said, rapidly changing <laughs> landscape. Um, I think this uh, pace of change is only going to accelerate. Do you do you concur? Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's all very relative. I know some people feel like they're still working in an organization where they're trying to even figure out the different Excel spreadsheets and systems that are not integrated and legacy systems. Um, that might be outdated. And then a lot of other companies and, and newer organizations that are leaning into innovation and modernization and, and starting to invest heavily in their digital infrastructure. So I think the pace of change um, is, is around us. We hear about it in the news all the time, and then we kind of contextualize it within um, our own space and what's happening in our own jobs and roles. But I do agree in general. I, yeah, the pace of change is just seems to be um, not slowing down, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Well, now let's switch to the how. How do you make it rain? This is the the rainmaking podcast and and tele TV show. So, how do you find clients? Yeah, and I have a a few different types of engagement. Sometimes they just want that one on one executive coaching so that their their leaders can uh, improve their leadership skills. And a lot of times that's through relationship building. This is a very kind of intimate relationship you're building when you're coaching your clients and it takes time to develop and cultivate and nurture those relationships. So, you know, we call it networking, but I also say um, just building those relationships, showing up. Um, of course, the book certainly has been helpful in terms of just getting that exposure and getting my, um, my knowledge out there. And the speaking engagements have also been helpful so that people get to experience what it's like to work with me uh, and to be in that immersive space so that, you know, we can, again, uh, going back to those relationships, you know, if I'm going to be working in their organization and getting really uh, familiar with their, not only their people, but their processes and their, and their technology, um, it's really important to build that trust. Uh, off the wall question, have you ever been to Costco and, seen the and and uh, dined on the samples. You know, it's been a while. I have, yeah. though, yes. We used to sure. do that as an outing, sure. as a well, fun. <laughs> um, I always say a book is the number one marketing tool for a strategic consultant or an agency. And talking about the book is the number one sales strategy. It's really the sampling strategy, because um, I recall in the fall, you were up on the stage at the Institute of Management Consultants and room full of uh, strategic consultants, um, hearing you speak, how you organized uh, your turn of phrase, just how you showed up. Um, well, that's real important in our research is that uh, you, we're always being judged. Don't, you know, don't feel bad about it, but we're always being judged with, well, how organized is this person and how uh, um, comfortable are they? And, and all these things that go into how they're judging us as a consultant as an agency as a professional because we're losing using these other clues so um, you, you showed up tremendously there and and that would do well for you so i think that's a, a good lesson for everybody that in some ways we have to sample our knowledge um, a book is a big way to sample the knowledge speaking about the book appearing on shows like mine and others um, where you get to talk about your work is just so important what other ways do you can speak about this topic? Yeah, you know, like like you mentioned, conferences. Um, I, I I partner a lot with different organizations and associations. I do a lot with universities as well. I think it resonates nicely with emerging leader, leaders and future leaders and, and students that are looking to explore how they can show up as best in their careers. Um, and then just various different groups. There's um, groups of, of women, veterans. So I think it's just a matter of being open to exploring like how that looks like. It, I wasn't quite um, quite sure. Um, and then of course, podcast appearances is, are, are another place to just get that exposure. I'm having a lot of fun along the way too. So I think it's uh, important to to keep that in mind um, as you as you put it nicely, as you make it rain. Yeah. Um... Manisha, on um, January 18th at your alma mater, UC Irvine at the Innovation Center, there's going to be the fourth annual Growth Summit. And uh, I, if you haven't been invited yet, I'm personally inviting you to come on down. I think uh, there's a lot of interaction that they do, and there's some C-level executives in the room who could uh, hear your message. So 
um, I'll make sure you get an invitation to that. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you uh, to our audience and thank you to our special guest, Manisha. And until next time, make it rain. <laughs>